Welcome to Stone News here with Kevin Clark. I'm Kevin Clark. A couple of things just happened. Number one, Richie Bozick is actively in a fantasy draft while we were recording. He's been our producer since we started this show. And he's uh, just on mute and his camera is off. And we're, we are trusting Lindsey Jones that he is doing all of his producer responsibilities while he's just off. He selected Bijan Robinson in the first round. Justin Jefferson went first overall in his draft. We will get updates as it goes. Is this the most reckless thing we've seen on the production side in a long time? No, I think it's fine. I trust Richie. No, it's actually in the context of slow news day. It's like the most normal thing that's ever happened. It's totally look. some more weird stuff is going to go down in the course of the next hour. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, uh, your daughter is unsupervised somewhere in the house. <laughs> this has this has this has uh, this has real chaos possibilities. I just, look, I hope your child is supervised. Mine can like mine has an He's iPad. Asleep. She can fend for herself. She's fine. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. I'll tell you what, there's a couple things uh, that are important. Number one is once your baby can sleep through the night, you're good. Like you got from seven to seven, basically for me, at least like the baby's not waking up. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> Kevin, um, I, uh, I hate to break well, it. I mean, you, he but... gets out of it. He's going to get out of it. But I'm saying right now he's, okay. he's in a, a zone okay. right now where he's good. He doesn't need to be supervised. Uh, I am. So you don't want to hear about I'm, my kid woke up at midnight last night and came in my bed for a couple hours now. No. Well, good? it's funny because uh, I was reading recently because old Ted responds to his name every once in a while, right? And I was reading about it and everybody was like, yeah, it lasts till they're like, can figure out not to respond to you. And then they stop. Um, all right. I'm also becoming a lawn guy. I want to make that announcement on the podcast. Uh, just really into my lawn. Uh, I just feel like that's a natural transition for me. So just reading all about it. I subscribed to a couple gardening magazines. I'm a lawn guy. I don't know what to tell you. Wow, your evolution over the course of Slow News Day from like roof newspaper guy to lawn guy is it's really I'm impressive. Not film. I'm not going to film on the lawn. Um, although you never know. It's a long season. It's a long season. All right, let's get to this. We're going to do our awards. Um, 
pretty straightforward show, boilerplate show for a football podcast. We're going to go through it. I wasn't actually going to do this, except I went on Chris Long's pod and he was like, have your awards ready to go if you have them. And so I just kind of started to do a little research and then I did all of them and I feel great and I feel confident. I feel like this is always one of the most fun things because it ties in so many different things. Can you take a coach of the year um, without taking a sleeper team in the same breath, right? Like it's just so it's all interconnected. Um, let's start here. Give us your coach of the year, Lindsay Jones. Ooh, we're going coach of the year first. Um, this is always one of the weirdest awards because it's never actually the best coach. So, uh, if you want to actually predict who's going to win the award and who you like deserves the award, like those are two different conversations. Um, Mm -hmm. you want to run through the, some of the fan duel odds real quick, what these look like. Dan Campbell is the favorite. So Dan Campbell is the favorite. And the national media would love nothing more to get, than to give Dan Campbell this award, right? Like the voting panel, the 50 AP voters, like. But, it, but it's weird because I feel like he could have won it last year. But they didn't actually I, make I, the I playoffs last year. I think if I, they would I'm have gotten into that, the playoffs, maybe. Last year was the overachieving season. This year is the expectation season. I feel a little bit like Dan Campbell is, is almost. This is a weird thing to say. Unless they win a lot of games, he's not really in the mix for me for, for, for the type of award it is. So the next tier down is Arthur Smith um, yep. is in that tier. Matt Eberflus. Uh, Matt Eberflus, which is a very random one. Did we not learn anything from Matt Nagy winning this award as a mm. Bears coach a couple of years ago? Mm. I'm, mm. I'm surprised. At least, that it's, better, at least was... it's better than uh, executive of the year where everybody gets fired from three years. <laughs> It'll be a fun one. I, I hope that one is on the grid to discuss later. Um, so then in that next tier down, it's Arthur Smith. And then oddly enough, Robert Sala and Matt LaFleur have identical odds. Oh, we're looking at different odds. Uh, Sean Payton is in the mix here for me. Okay. And then uh, D'Amico Ryans. Maybe, also is maybe Sean Payton Robert is off Sala of my tier. list because it's in Colorado. I don't know. Um, but okay. So I'm going to go with my pick here and I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick Matt LaFleur. And mm. he has never won this award because his teams and his quarterback have always been too good for him to win this award because there's always been an expectation that the Packers are going to be good because Aaron Rodgers is winning MVP awards and the Packers tend to win their division over the course of the time that he's been there. But this year, if the Packers are good, it is going to be because of the coaching job that Matt LaFleur has done and how Jordan Love has played. Sure, there'd probably be some defensive storylines in there, but I think this is a year where Matt LaFleur can obviously be truly separated from what Aaron Rodgers does and a guy who has one of the best winning percentages in NFL history, as you have well documented um, recently or not too distant past here at the ringer. um, I I think Matt LaFleur. So I think he's kind of a fun pick because he doesn't have the highest odds and he's never won it. And he has very good eyebrows. Hmm. That is my Hmm. voting criteria. That is a really good choice that I hadn't thought of um, in any serious way. I saw his name, obviously, but I, whatever. For me, Arthur Smith is the exact type of guy yep. who's going to win this. Let me tell you why. So first of all, Aaron Schatz. I'm not totally sure what the mechanisms behind this were, but I, I trust Aaron, so I'm going to go with this. The Falcons metrically, I, oh my God, metrically, that's not a, that's, that can't be a word. Yeah, uh, nerd. If you're looking at, the, I know I, met, I just came up with metrically. I don't, I don't think I'm. What I'm the opposite of a nerd. I'm a moron. I don't know. Um, Fair. If you look at the metrics, if you look at the data, the Falcons were one of the best teams ever 
to keep the same record from one year to the next. Like they improved in everything, but they kept the same record. Part of that was because of their, I believe four and eight record and one score games. Part of that was fumble luck. Um, when the ball was on the turf, a couple other things. And also, um, you know, they just made mistakes. They didn't have a good quarterback. Marcus Mariota was awful last year. Um, they had the worst pass rush in the NFL. Like there's a reason that they lost those games. I'm not sitting here saying that they, they deserve to win 12 games last year or whatever. So upgrade a quarterback, no matter what, because Mariota was bad. Upgrade the defensive line with Clay Campbell, Bud Dupree. And again, I'm not, those guys are not world beaters, but they're not going to be the worst defensive line, worst pass rush in the, in the NFL. Um, Bijan Robinson fills a hole. They can go positionless. It's a really interesting offense. We know the other pieces that they have. Line is good. Talent all over the place. Arthur Smith's a good coach. Add all of this together, and you've got... I I feel like seven wins is below the threshold for the media has no idea what we did last year. Has no idea. Might as well have won three games, right? So if they win 10 games, and they make the playoffs, and they get the sixth seed, or they win the division, we have the easiest schedule, I believe, in football, tied with the Saints, depending on how you look at it, whether that's winning percentage or, or Vegas odds. Um, it's one, two there. You add all of this together and you're looking at an 11 win team where everybody says, man, that Arthur Smith is a miracle worker. Even if it's not true, it feels true. And that's what this award is. about. Fair, fair enough. Um, what do you think of the Sean Payton? Cause he does have high odds here. He fits the bill, right? You know, he's not a he new coach, but he's a new coach who's kind of taking over a very bad situation. And even just having kind of like, you know, what did they win last year? Five games? You get to like I mean, eight it or felt, nine. Did, I'm shocked they won five. It might have been four. I've lost count. But yeah, it was not It was not good. I'm looking it up. Anybody who lost last year I, to, to the Broncos should have been relegated. Uh, they won five games. They won five and 12. They beat the San Francisco 49ers. It was one of the games insane. that they won. Remember Jimmy Garoppolo Absolutely stepped out of the back insane. of the end zone? I do. Abs- this is not... This is not what I wanted to see. Um, all right. I don't, Sean Payton, he'd have to do a lot. They'd have to win a bunch of games or he'd have to do a lot with Russell Wilson. He'd have to be, he would have to get the miracle worker label because expectations are already pretty high on Sean Payton. I think a lot of this is either we thought you were a good coach and now you're a great coach, or we thought you were a bad coach and you made the playoffs. Like that's it. Sean Payton is in this weird no man's land where, the expectations, even though he's got a great history, the expectations and, and a, a shit roster, the expectations on him are, are, are pretty high. Um, 2023, comeback player of the year. Now, we're just going to roll through this because the guy who's going to win it, all he had to do was make a roster, and he yeah. just did the other day, and he's in minus odds, and it's DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. Is there any other, as long as he just plays... He's going to win it. And I, the other odds are like Tua, Russell Wilson, Trey Lance is on here. Uh, I might be looking at old odds, but I don't think so. Uh, and then like Mac Jones further down the list, Matthew Stafford, yeah, don't, whatever. Just, doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't just matter. don't bet. Yeah. It's just like we, we could, I could send that vote in today and not have to look at it again in five months. It's Demar Hamlet is winning that award. There has been never, uh, there's never been a more sure thing in NFL awards voting. That is correct. Um, all right, let's roll through it. Do, do, do defensive rookie of the year. Will Anderson plus 350 Jalen Carter behind him. Tyree Wilson, Devin Weatherspoon, who is still in the rehab process and Christian Gonzalez are the shortest odds. 
Yeah, this was probably the one that I felt like the least like excited about of all the awards. Like I have the least conviction about any of the players, which is really good podcasting. I know that, um, you know, I think Will Anderson is kind of getting, you know, he has the high, he has the best odds, but I think he's just getting the, he was the first defensive player taken kind of bump. Um, but it goes a lot like being the first defensive player taken. I think the bar is pretty high then. Like he needs to have a really special season. And I like the chance that D'Amico Ryan is going to get a lot out of him, but I think that's going to be a pretty bad team that people are not paying attention to. So he would need to have like a really phenomenal, you know, 15 sack kind of season, I think to maybe outdo some of the guys that might get a little bit more attention. That's why I'm going to pick Jalen Carter. Um, I think he has the higher ceiling. I think he's going to be playing in a lot more higher leverage moments where people are going to notice him and he's going to mm-hmm. have opportunity to get a lot more like splashy plays. He's probably going to have some lows too. I mean, that's how his college career was too, right? I mean, there were some games with pretty bad film, but for an award like this, the way that the voting typically works, if you have decent stats and some really high highs, that's probably enough if there's nobody else that's really, really standing out. You can do it all in one primetime game if you're playing for a good team. Um, it's going to be Jalen Carter. I'm going to steal a nugget from Chris Long. Hopefully this pod doesn't come out for the podcast United earlier today. He obviously knows a lot of people in Philadelphia. He said, and he left it this, and he said he was going to leave it at this. Jalen Carter is the best player on that defense. Okay. They led the NFL in sacks last year at a historic number. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, As long as he stays healthy, it's going to be Jalen Carter. I could see maybe Will Anderson getting a bunch of sacks and making it interesting. But I think Jalen Carter not only is going to get after the quarterback, have great pressure numbers, but he's going to play. As you just said, he's going to be doing it. Like when you play for the Eagles, you get a, a bump where it's Chris Collinsworth going, ah, t- uh, this, this Jalen Carter, uh, he is wrecking this game. I was going to say Al, but it's Mike. Um, that's it. That's it. Uh, your dog walked in and briefly walked out to say, so you know, um, NFL offs, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Bijan Robinson, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Jameer Gibbs, CJ Stroud, J- Jackson Smith, and Jigba, who was injured at the moment. This is going to be a lot of Falcons talk on this pod, um, but I think it's Bijan. I, I mean, he has... It, Me too. It, let's not overthink no, wait, no, it. No, no, wait. Sorry, sorry. I think it's Jameer Gibbs. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Withdraw. Uh, my take is it's going to be very close between those two, and okay. they're going to give it to Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I guess the case for Gibbs, right, is that the Lions have a really interesting diverse running game and he's going to get to do a lot in that penny soul pulling like he was last year ending up as a lead blocker catching passes penny soul behind don't front. spoil oh, my I pick mean, for behind. offensive player of the year penny <laughs> no but it's just like i i the, the creativity with ben johnson and stuff he's gonna yeah. he's gonna scheme it up i'm so in I'll, i'm gonna pick Bijan. uh i just think he can do way too many you know he just does so many things like he's going to be in every single facet of their offense. And uh, my only question there is that they have a lot of other really good skill position players. And if that in any way might limit his touches, but um, I think he was the best, like, you know, non quarterback offensive player in this draft and running. This is a running backs time to shine is when he's on his rookie contract and in his first year. If there's anything we know from the Kyle Pitt situation, you can always rely on Arthur Smith for fantasy to come through in fantasy and not drive everybody completely insane. Um, defensive player of the year. This, this one, eh, I went back and forth in this one. You have the floor. Um, all right. Do 
I mean, I think it's like the usual suspects, right? It's Micah Parsons. It's uh, Nick Bosa. It's Miles Garrett, uh, Chris Jones. I'm going to pick Miles Garrett. Um, I think he has just been consistently productive year after year after year. I think he's in a better spot right now with Jim Schwartz. That defense last year was a mess for a lot of reasons. Uh, They replaced Joe Woods with Jim Schwartz, who I think is going to be able to just get more pass pass rush production out of Garrett, just put him in better situations to consistently be hitting the quarterback. And he's never won this award. And we talk a lot with a lot of the NFL awards about how it is a narrative award. And if there's a guy who, um, you know, has deserved it in the past and hasn't won it or has gotten closer, close before, but hasn't won it. Um, I think Garrett is kind of right there. And some of the other guys that have good odds here, you know, Nick Bosa just won this award. Um, TJ Watt has won this award before. So uh, that's why I'm going to pick Garrett. I, I, I wanted to pick somebody who was a little bit, um, yeah, no, not the favorite. Michael Parsons is the favorite. Yeah. And the Cowboys are going to make the Super Bowl. And Micah Parsons is going to be a big reason for that. And he's going to, they're going to, that front seven is going to wreak havoc. Second best pressure rate in the NFC last year. That only continues. I feel like he's going to play a more refined, defined role where he's getting off the quarterback more and more. Uh, I just feel like the Browns have to be good for Miles Garrett to be in the mix. And I don't think they're going to be very good. I don't think I'm otherwise picking them to be very good, but. Um, I don't, I just don't believe I, if they played in like the, the damn NFC South, it's a different conversation, but like they play in a really hard division and they have a question at quarterback. And by the way, they gave their quarterback one of the biggest contracts in history. So like, I just, I don't know about that roster. Well, I'm not, I'm not ruling out them being good. I'm just saying like, I have a lot, the, the damn Bengals are there. Yeah. And the damn Steelers are there and the damn Ravens are there. And it's like, buddy, if you got Joe, questions, I'm not going to. Joe gonna, Burrow's I'm gotten sacked go like six times in a game before. It could happen. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be the I first mean, time. Joe Burrow doesn't even do training camp anymore. And he's still better than anybody in that division. Um, the other guy that I thought I thought about who was a little bit not in the like the very first three or four guys in terms of odds. And if training camp in the preseason had played out a little bit differently for this guy, I probably would have picked him. And that's Chris Jones. Um, I love that he was a defensive player of the year finalist last year. I mean, he is just, you, you know, you talk about the guy that goes nuts on primetime football games and just like explodes off of your screen. That's Chris Jones. I just don't feel confident about exactly what his season is going to look like as we sit here the evening of August 30th. Oh, so you like guys who are currently with their team? I do. That's Tend your preference? To, yes. Yeah. That's your yeah. preference? You, yeah. The Nick Bosa thing? I like, like guys who show up just... to work. Or that have been paid because I don't think this is all on him. I got to be honest with you. I feel like and this I, I said this about injuries before, too, right? I feel like because most things and normally we now just hand wave everything. And it's like, man, one out of every 10 of these ends in just a crazy ass trade. Where that, I mean, I think Nick Bosa will be back. I think Chris Jones will be back. But I think everybody kind of just says, well, week one time. Time for the fellows to to get together and play some ball. You just never know. Just keep an eye on this stuff. Like, I just, I, I, I think it's all trending well. But I'm just saying, everybody kind of hand waves this now. And sometimes it doesn't end the way you think. Sometimes front offices say, we're not going to bridge this gap. Let's get a first. A, I mean, obviously, either of those players would, would command a ton of ton of picks, a ton, ton of draft haul. But I'm just saying, for every sort of random, easy holdout, there's a Khalil Mack. 
Okay. That's just the way I view it. I know we're close to the season, all that stuff, but that's just, you know, I, I feel like we take those sort of, um, gosh, are those we sort in the Khalil Mack window? It was like the very end of August, early September, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember doing it. I had to come in to do an emergency pod. I had to come into the office. That's how, like, that's where we were in life is that I would come into the studio to do an emergency pod in, uh, in old Hollywood there. Uh, offensive player of the year. I hate because I don't understand what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's basically become like the best offensive player, non quarterback edition. So it's uh-huh. because the MVP is going to be a quarterback. So it's who's the best other offensive player. And so a lot of times that's the guy, the leading receiver. It's, you know, a Cooper cup when he wins a triple crown, those, you know, those type of awards. Last year was a Justin Jefferson. It was right. Mm-hmm. I should look this up. I should remember. I voted for the, I voted for these things. Um, so if Tyree I've never Hill, had a vote, I've never had a vote. Will someone please give me a vote? I can I can get you in touch in with charge. the guy. You're in I'm not in you used to be in charge of the, this. You were no, in the associate no the Associated Press is in charge of this. I would like to vote. So yeah, there is um there is the Associated Press Awards, which is the one where there are 50 voters. And as of last year, uh you can vote for three for every category, and there's like uh each guy gets points and then there's finalists. So like where, the Russell Will it's the Russell Wilson thing. Even though Russell Wilson has gotten to a point where he's never going to get a vote ever. Yeah, well because so last year was the first time where you could actually vote for multiple right. people. And before that it was sucked. like you literally he could vote pressing. for Yeah, you could vote for one guy for MVP. So it's like of course Russell Wilson didn't get a vote because like Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have existed. Yeah, but then he was he was like I got I'm going to press because I really want an MVP vote and that's now he runs around like he has weights on his ankles. Um, um, so, okay. So offensive, uh, but, but then there also are PFWA awards, which similar categories, but um, not the officially recognized, like the ones that they do with the NFL honors. Those are the AP awards. Anyways, offensive, uh, offensive player of the year. Tyreek Hill, I think has like, he's, he's gunning for it. Like he's been on the record saying, I want to, th- you know, I'm going to have 2000 receiving yards, going to break some records, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not picking Tyreek Hill. I'm not picking Christian McCaffrey because he was really healthy all of last year. You're picking McCaffrey. Yeah. I want to, and I really want to believe that he's like this good injury luck he had last year is going to continue. But um, his career has not shown that that is necessarily the case. Um, So I'm going to pick Justin Jefferson again, because he's the best receiver in the NFL. And I'm going to pick the best receiver for the least sexy award. Jamar Chase isn't doing anything for you. He's pretty good. Also very good at football. Are you trying to rile up the Bengals fans in my mentions, Kevin? Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to mention that Jamar Bengals Chase. Fans, is I like you. I in like the you mix. In the mix. Yeah. Um, I just think the, the one thing about odds. Chase is he just is going to have more of a like share of targets. Yes, I think than Jefferson is, and like even though you know, ooh, Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison. And, like I like it, but like the reality that another rookie rookie wide receiver is going to have like huge production in that offense when Justin Jefferson exists. Like, I think he'll be a nice piece and help their offense overall. I don't think it's necessarily going to impact Justin Jefferson's overall numbers though. Yeah. I'm going to pick McCaffrey. I just, I just think the Niners will have a big season and then people will say they've got a guy who otherwise would be not starting starting the guy would be might be an insurance adjuster if not for Kyle Shanahan so like um 
I think the the credit then gets spread around to guys like Christian McCaffrey if they if they do what we think they can do and win thirteen games and they're in the mix and all that stuff. I just like the like I just like the um that, that there's just this like like media complex that just is like really offended that Christian McCaffrey doesn't win a lot of awards and that dates back to when he didn't yeah. win the Heisman. Didn't so the Heisman, just like to keep right. perpetuating that. I guess. Is it big in Colorado? Because he's a Colorado guy? Uh, Are they no, hometown guy? No, the Heisman, the Heisman stuff was a big deal here when he didn't get yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Heisman attention and love that he deserved. Um, back so then, no. he's like our greatest football export, though. Okay, so let's go through the executive of the year winners because it's a very strange award. So here's what we were talking about. Okay. So Bill Polian wins in 2009. He's out a few years later. Um, Scott Pioli, 2010 winner. This is the PFWA. Uh, Scott Pioli, 2010 winner. He's out three years later. Trent Balky, 2011. He actually made it a couple more years. Ryan Grigson, 2012, out a few years later. John Dorsey, 2013, out a few years later. Jerry Jones cannot be fired. He won it in 2014. 2015, Mike McCagnan. Hmm. 2016, Reggie McKenzie. 2017, Howie Roseman, which, by the way, you have to remember how he had already been fired or demoted at one point. Uh, Chris Ballard has survived by the grace of God. Then John Lynch. And then the last three, Brandon Bean, Bill Belichick, Howie Roseman. So this is starting to normalize a bit. Yeah. Although the um, Belichick one is like a little out of pocket. The Belichick one is really weird. Um, and I also want to say, by the way, that uh, the sporting news gave the 2014 award to Steve Kime. And the 2015 award to Dave Gettleman. Okay. Okay. So not much better. Wait, wait, wait. The the, the 2018 Sporting News Award went to Ryan Pace. Who's voting in that? That I don't know. I can't. I can't take any credit or blame for the Sporting News for the Sporting News Awards. Um. Okay. So, in line with the trend, then. Uh. This is the Monty Ford Award then, right? Well, if no, that should be good. That's his next year. He's next year. Look, if the Cardinals end up with the number one pick in this draft, if he can successfully keep Kyler Murray off the field for this entire year after gutting, completely gutting the rest of the roster, after getting the Texans to give them a first-round pick for next year when the Texans are going to be very bad this year, Give it to Monty, man. That's I'll vote for Monty. I'm fine with that. That's admirable. That's admirable. You don't vote in the sporting news one, so the sporting news can can do whatever they want. Uh, I think if I if the season goes how I think it's going to go, your executive of the year is Joe Douglas with the Jets. It's a guy who's built the team incrementally, a lot of good pieces. He gets Aaron Rodgers, which should be commended and is commended as far as going out. Listen, and this is something that. I've talked about it for eight months. You can't criticize going out and getting Aaron Rodgers because they needed to replace the quarterback. So they, they had to make some move and they're not going to get Jacoby Brissett. They went and got Aaron Rodgers for what amounts to a second round pick. So that's great value. So he's already the favorite. All they need to do is be a little better than they were last year. So on offense and they make the playoffs. Then it's Joe Douglas's award. I don't see many, many I, options. I think that's other totally than fair. That. I'm, I'm going through it. If the Dolphins have a big year, maybe it's Chris Greer, but you think about all the things that there's just, he didn't do the big move, right? Um, I could see if the Browns are good, maybe an Andrew Barry situation, but I think he's, that's, that's a little, that's tough. 
the other thing with this award is a lot of times figuring out who like gets credit and deserves blame and right you know figuring out um and i think you know i we're we're to blame for this right where it's like too much of a knee jerk of like what exactly happened in this moment and sometimes the executive yes. of the year should be like a multi-year <laughs> what have they done over I three told, or four I, years executive of the decade i would also say that i believe john schneider has never won one and i'm going through it he hadn't because p- people were saying oh it's Pete carroll yeah but meanwhile john schneider was crushing the draft uh chris ballard will not be winning I think that's fair. And then there's somewhere you're like, well, what is the owner's interference in a lot of these where like Chris Ballard should get the process award. Um, I I would say the one other guy, and this is going to link back to my coach of the year award is that if the Packers end up being good and I'm not convinced that they are, I'm not a hundred percent sold. I'm still going through like my winners division winners and all of those sorts of things. Um, But I'm kind of running through all the scenarios that if the Packers are good, if the Packers don't have a big drop off this season after the massive organizational overhaul that they went through after getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think you could put um, Gutekunst in that mix as well. I agree. I just want to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. You know, I, and Smith and Jake is hurt, but if the Seahawks are really good, are we sure John Snyder couldn't win it this year? It'd be like a little retroactive for yeah. last year as well. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, like a makeup call in the Oscars, you know, where they're just like, eh, yeah. he probably should have won three times. Let's just I give think him best director. I'm pretty sure I voted for Pete Carroll for coach of the year last year. Or at least I like made a strong argument for him late in the season. We could go back to uh, prior versions of this podcast. I don't always remember what I said at 8 a.m. on Monday mornings. I don't remember what I said yesterday. I have no idea. Um, all right. So, yeah, Quezzy's probably not going to win it. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. If the Lions pop and Jameer Gibbs is good, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out Brad Holmes because everybody was killing that draft. Killing that draft. And if Jameer Gibbs and, uh, and if they have if they have everyone saying, oh, you, what, you got four picks in the top 34, whatever, they didn't get premium positions. If they've got a good running back, and a linebacker, people are going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, NFC South is just a wash, but may- maybe if, if one of those teams wins a bunch, I'll give it to Mickey Loomis or whatever. Um, all right. MVP. Joe Burrow is your favorite. Patrick Mahomes plus 650. Josh Allen right behind him. Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurts right behind that. Again, I don't know when these odds were updated. Uh, I would rather bet Jalen Hurts than Justin Herbert. I'll say that. What do you got? Yeah, the odds that I was just looking at had Mahomes as the favorite, um, followed closely by Allen and Burrow, and then Hurts and Rogers were just slightly the next tier down. Um, do you want to like go through a little bit of like what you have to do to win the MVP? Like who I, typically? I do, do you want me to do that? Well, yeah. okay. So, all right. So uh, let's let's bring up a list here. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. 
Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Do you know who the first... So first of all, the first MVP award was called the Joe Carr Trophy. And the first one was awarded in 1938 to a guy named Mel Hine, who was a center and a linebacker. He was getting after it. Man, 1938, he played for the Giants. Look at old Mel go. Pro Football Hall of Fame and College Football Hall of Fame from Washington State. He's probably rolling over in his grave about this Pac-12 stuff. Jesus Christ, um, Kevin. What? He probably is. <laughs> probably is. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, so, Don Hudson was in the mix. Got a little practice zone named after him in Green Bay. Um, early years, first two-time winner. All right. So, let's not get distracted. Um, Lindsay, stop getting distracted. <laughs> That's what we do here, Kev. Oh God, Richie's doing a fantasy draft. I'm on I'm on Mel Hines Wikipedia page. Um, all right. Mahomes last year, Rogers won his fourth and his third the year before that. Um Lamar Jackson 2019, Mahomes 2018, Brady 26, 2017, Matt Ryan 2016, Cam Newton 2015, then Rogers before that, Peyton Manning before that. Last non-quarterback to win the award was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Before that, it was Ladanian Tomlinson in 2006. I tend to believe that quarterbacks will win it until further notice. I also believe that a running back is never going to win it again. And if, if a non-running back, non-quarterback wins, it will be a wide receiver or perhaps a defensive player, um, which... I think somebody would have to get 25 sacks on a team with a bad quarterback, frankly. Um, that's just sort of that's just sort of the way it goes. Um, so Alan Page won it, by the way. Now a judge. Uh he was a defensive tackle in 1971. Um, so anyway, um it's a good quarterback on a good team. It's almost like the Heisman now. Yeah, and it and it has to be like a very good good quarterback on a very good team. Like being the quarterback of the second best team in a division generally isn't even good enough. It's you, like you have to be one of the very best teams in the NFL. And that's just like, I mean, that's the history of this award. Not saying that that's how it should be. It just is this is how it tends to go. Um, there's also, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of narrative stuff involved looking at like storylines and who hasn't won it and um, who's having a breakout season. Um I think a lot about with some of these guys, especially Patrick Mahomes, now that he's won two, like what is his bar now to keep winning them? Because like, does he have to be so far better than not just everybody else in the NFL, but better than the best versions of himself that we had already seen? Um, I think there will be come at some point some Mahomes fatigue that you don't, you don't, people don't, aren't going to want to just keep voting for him. Um but then the other thing is like Hertz getting in the mix. Like Hertz finished second in voting last year. He was nowhere on these boards last year, this time last year, when we were talking about preseason MVP odds. So it's somebody like Hertz or like Lamar Jackson did um, when he won his award, where really kind of comes from 
having low expectations to doing something that is truly spectacular. So, um, all of that said, uh, my pick is Joe Burrow. I know it's not uh, a wild uh, wild card pick by any means, but I think he's kind of been building in this direction. I think he's going to be on a very good team. Um, I love the way that he and that offense around him have evolved year after year. So like, I'm excited to see kind of what the next step is now that there have been some new defensive adjustments to them. He's got the players around him to put up really, really good numbers. Um, and I think he'll check all of the kind of narrative boxes. Um, and uh, I'm not saying that just because he is all over my TikTok feed right now, which I now send Kevin. All I don't know videos. what the hell is going on with Joe Burrow TikTok and I'm not looking into it anymore. You keep sending me these videos. I've not. Oh, I'm just going to keep sending you in perpetuity because the moment you send You're me have one, to block me. it's not, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> um, I thought they were banning TikTok. Just in Montana. Did Joe Burrow save it. No, but then I thought they congressional hearings and stuff. I mean, and then, how often do the congressional hearings actually go anywhere? I, I just, I, some, I assumed we were on our way to TikTok being banned, and then all of a sudden I get a bunch of Joe Burrow headbands. Taylor Swift videos saved it. Taylor Swift me. and Joe Burrow saved TikTok. Um, I was on the University of Miami football roster the other day uh, online. No big deal. And uh, every player had their TikTok bio next to their like height and weight. And I'm just trying to grind out and figure out, you know, uh, how the fellows are going to look this this Friday against Miami of Ohio. And I'm getting spammed with TikTok links. So that's new. Uh, NIL. If, if they, the guys can hustle and get some NIL, I'm all for it. Uh, all right. So Where was I my think. Guy? Yeah. Um, I think it's probably going to be Mahomes. I think Mahomes, I think voters are going to let Mahomes run up a bunch because he's historically good. And I think a lot of times, and Bill Simmons talks about this a lot with the MVP, where it's like, okay, they're going to give it to Carl Malone or whatever because they're bored. Like, I think this is a new generation of voters who we have to defend everything we do. Um, and we can't just be like, like, I, I don't know if you remember this, but, um, maybe like 10 years ago, I think the guy lived around where I live now. One of the local baseball writers, uh, I want to, is it BJ Surhoff? I think someone, someone voted BJ Surhoff for the hall of fame. And, uh, and everybody was like, bro, what are you doing? And this guy, this local reporter was like, he, I grew, covered him in high school and I thought it'd be cool to vote for him in the hall of fame. Right. Or like even better, Steve Spurrier, uh, used to vote Duke, in the coaches poll every single year, uh, he would put them number 25 when they were like going over 11 every year. And he would just do it just because he, they gave him for his first job. Right. There was a whole era of things happening like that. And that extended to awards voting. And a lot of it, frankly, and I remember coming into this industry and you do too. Um, when there were people who were voting based on whether or not they liked someone during like media access. Right. And like, I remember someone told me, that uh was it mike smith who won coach of the year in 08 i think i think i i don't want to botch this but they voted for the, that falcons team that had rebounded over the uh over the dolphins that year because i think it was tony soprano because they just like had gotten to know mike smith through the media and like they, they parcells regime in miami was shutting that stuff down like that used to happen it was bad it was a bad system anyway all this to say we have to defend everything we do. 
And I think if Mahomes is, I think the best quarterback in football is just going to win this award. Yeah. And I think there's nuance. I think that rushing yards, if someone like, if I'm making this up, but if Justin Fields has the best rushing year ever and they go, they win 12 games and it's a different discussion. Right. Um, and he passes well enough for them to, to perform on offense. Like it's different discussion, but if Mahomes puts up Mahomes numbers, everything goes forward. He looks like the best quarterback. He plays well in big games. They win it. Like, I think it's him until further notice. And I, I think that's totally fair too. And the the one thing with Mahomes too, that's a little challenging when it comes to these awards and stuff too, is I think we're going to be looking for somebody else to win it all season long. We're going to be, we're going to be having these debates every single week, MVP watch top, you know, top three, all of this stuff. Mahomes is going to make a late push, right? Like he's, he just knows how to do it now where he's playing his best football late in the year. And then what happens in the postseason is a non-factor in voting words. Like the, the votes are in literally like the Tuesday morning after week 18. Um, so what they do, what he does in the postseason won't really be a factor here. So um, it's very much a regular season award and he is awesome all the time. Um, I just, I just, I just could see unless he is like even better than last year. Somebody else winning it. And that's why I'm going to pick a uh, TikTok's favorite quarterback. My guy, Joe Burrow. Unbelievable. We didn't even talk about Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen ever going to win one? I don't know. All the, all the dorks are saying the window is closed. If, every time I hear the window is closed and there hasn't been someone leaving, like a quarterback or a coach or whatever, I always feels like they're ready to make a run. I feel like we always close the door too early on teams. And I really think the Bills are going to be better than we think. I think so, too. Um, I'm picking them to win that division. I don't think I'm going to pick them to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm picking them to win. The, I think so. We need to get your editor, Megan Schuster, in here to fact check the uh, fact check my ballots that I sent in. But I think they're going to be very good. He's just in an interesting spot now where he's going to be kind of like a better version of like a Philip Rivers or a Drew Brees, where you're really awesome every single year, but you're playing at the same time as, you know, uh, Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady and some of the guys who are winning those awards because the only one person can win these awards. And I just wonder if at some point, like he's going to have that spectacular enough of season to overtake potentially the greatest quarterback of all time and Patrick Mahomes. All right. Uh, I'll see everybody. Are you okay? What do you got? What do you got behind you? A child. Oh, hi. Did you lose your tooth? Nope. Still in there. Nope. Still in there. Well, they're not, I mean, there's a lot that are gone. <laughs> there's a lot of teeth that are missing. <laughs> but what a note to send us out on. But the one, oh, the, the wiggly tooth in question is still, still in there. She so. took your pop filter off. Thank you very much. To Richie Bozick, the greatest producer in the history of the world. He is somewhere drafting Javante Williams, somewhere in the middle rounds, depending on on what his strategy is. Thank you to Lindsey Jones. Thank you to Corey McConnell. Uh, thank you. Going back further to Jason Gallagher, everybody, Ronick Nair. Love you guys. This has been Slow News Day on the Record Podcast Network.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.